Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad that you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have a very interesting show, one I'm very excited about hosting. It's a roundtable today on the subject of the healing of Bruno Gruning's healing. Bruno is a well-known healer, uh, originally born in Poland in 1906, passed in 1959, and left a whole legion of stories about his healings with people that have been medically verified over the course of decades. Very interesting, intractable types of illnesses that modern medicine of the time just couldn't touch. But Bruno did. And he's left in his wake, if you will, a group called the Circle of Friends Community of people who have kept his work alive and, interestingly, evolving. And people who are part of this community have experienced profound healings, life-changing healings. We have two of those people with us today on our roundtable. Susan Downing is a teacher and translator in western Massachusetts, where she leads the Circle of Friends community. While attending her Circle of Friends community hour in 2012, she was healed of migraine headaches, which had plagued her for more than 50 years, that is really since childhood. Also joining us will be Eric Geyer who is by training and profession an electrical engineer and the father of four outside of Boston. After having had a spontaneous healing himself in 2008, he has been leading the Andover, Massachusetts Circle of Friends community. 22 years of debilitating back pain vanished during an introductory lecture on Bruno's healings. He has coached and played nearly every sport since then, thanks to the regular absorption in the divine healing stream. This is the kind of subject matter that we'll be dealing with tonight and coming to a greater understanding of the nature of that divine healing stream, divine intelligence, life force, the stuff of biology and spirituality combined, you could say. And we'll be hearing from both Susan and Eric about their own personal stories, their own personal journeys with this work, and who is Bruno, and who has obviously created, you could say, the energy field for this kind of healing to be taking place. So, Susan and Eric, I want to welcome you to A Better World. It's a pleasure to have you both. Thank you. Sure, absolutely. Now, I'd like to start, Susan, if you would, with uh, just tell us a little bit about who Bruno was, and then we'll go from that after understanding a little bit more about who he was into your personal story and others that both of you have heard about and your own personal stories. Who's Bruno? What should we know about him? Is Susan Hello? there? Oh. Wait a minute. Susan, I'm so sorry. I have just found you. Here you. Right now. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> okay, good. Thank sorry for you. that. Glad now to you're be with here. us. Great. Yes. Pleasure. Yes. 
So tell yes, me, so, uh, um, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about who introduced us to Bruno, and uh, let us know a little bit about his per, his story, and then we'll get into uh, more contemporary matters. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So who is Bruno? This is a question that I think all of us, uh, you know, when we see Bruno's photo and um, we go to an introduction or to, you know, a lecture like the ones we're having coming up, we think, who is I? You know, and um, you know, it turns out that on the most basic level, he was, was a human being like, like all of us. He grew up in uh, the town of Gdańsk, is now in Poland. Um, and, Your voice, and by the way, is going to, in and out a little bit. Are you on a cell phone? I am. I am. Uh-huh. But, um, Your voice is going in and out a little bit, just to let you all know. All right. So, well, okay, I it's a little better now. If okay, you good. had right. a landline, that would be preferred. All right. Why don't, yes, then maybe Eric can tell you exactly. a little bit about Bruno, and I'll call we'll back in. Eric. Eric will pick up the, uh, okay. the thread, and we'll be back and to you I'll shortly. And I'll call back. All Excellent. right. Thank you. Good. Hi. Sure. I'll, I'll jump right in. Would. Hi there. Please jump in here. Right, right, and, and uh, my healing took place when when a uh, wonderful woman from Austria gave gave me an introduction and told, talked about Bruno. So hopefully those words can echo in and help someone else remotely here. But Bruno, uh, he was born 1906 and lived until uh, 1959. But uh, he was in the northeastern corner of Germany. It's basically part of Poland now, and so he yeah. lived through obviously a very difficult time. And uh, he was, was a different person, certainly. And he was, he was the uh, fourth child of seven. So you can imagine the dynamics there in a, in a tough part of a tough time in Germany economically. Um, yeah. And he really, as so a young Weimar child, Republic, he, and then oh, into, yeah. uh, you know, the democratic socialism of Adolf Hitler. And, uh, well, first, I'm sorry, the World War One. You know, and a very difficult time. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was extremely uh, difficult. So that's I think why he was there because it was one of the most dark areas, and and what better place to shed the light, right? Yeah. So indeed. he uh, he he was very much into nature as a young person. Uh, he would go out and and he felt far more comfortable with with animals. Uh, certainly, the the other kids regarded him as being different, so that helped matters, but. He sensed that you know the God in nature, and it, that connected uh, him with with God a lot more. So he he really enjoyed that part of it, and he always preached, "Go out in nature if you want to ground yourself. That's the best place to be." But sure. uh, as time moved on, he, he certainly understood his mission. He understood his ability to heal. But basically, him healing wasn't laying hands on anyone. It was just simply him taking this divine energy, which he sensed, he could feel. That's ever present for all of us but he he could feel it and he would what he would say is um you know like you couldn't put a light bulb right in on one of those big transformers at the at the utility plants right it would blow up but there are tra- right. there are transformers that take that energy and make it a something that you can use uh, at an individual level and he feels he he was that way he would he would fine tune that energy so you could absorb it at just the right dosage so he he would uh, heal his uh, neighbors' siblings. They take him over to uh, you know a, a, a great aunt, and and she'd be on her deathbed, 
and be like, no, no, you're, you're not dying now, you're fine, don't worry. And it wasn't a matter of, uh, like you would see on TV with faith healers and you are healed and, and the person falls back and they're great. It's it's much more <laughs> subtle than that. Uh-huh. And so that the subtlety is, is the key thing that he talked about. It This, what we call the Heilstrom, the divine healing stream. And once you were able to tune into it, and you, it's very delicate, but certainly very powerful. And that's yeah. why nature is important and being calm is, is important. And like most things, meditation. And inwardly in quiet. Space. Inward yes. quietness and silence, stillness, allows one to sense this life force that's streaming through us, would you say? Absolutely, yeah. In fact, my wife gave me a nice book on silence. I think she was trying to tell me something. But, uh, <laughs> but, but silence is extremely important because you can need to quiet your mind, especially in this day and age with all the distractions available to you. It's Absolutely. more and more difficult. It's interesting to, uh, to hear you talk about this. Eric, as uh, an electrical engineer, which means that you are a man of science uh, by profession, trade, training, and you're trained in the scientific method, in mathematics, in physics, and you have come to embrace this work because of an experience that you personally had. And hold for a moment and go back to sure. Susan, and uh, we'll hold the audience a bit of suspense here as we uh, <laughs> then we'll turn back to you because your story is so remarkable. Susan, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. So we, you heard Eric's description of mm-hmm. some of Bruno's background. Is there anything you would like to add to that? Well, I would just say, yeah, he he was just a what seemed to be a regular person who did then discovered that he had these this wonderful wonderful way to help others and as he grew he he began to understand what that was and to really come into his own um as an adult and to allow that gift to really blossom um and help many hundreds and thousands of people at a time yeah, that's one of oh, the things. Oh, really? So it was uh, something he did in in group settings as well as Well, he did. Yeah, it, first he started out just, uh, you know, as Eric was saying, you know, visiting individual people and and they would experience healing. But when the word got out beginning in 1949 and really got into the press, uh, then people really started streaming to wherever he was. And uh-huh. in 1949, especially in um, in the fall, there was a uh, horse farm called the Traberhof in the town of Rosenheim. And uh, word got out that he was there, and up to 30,000 people would come there a day to mm-hmm. stand and hear him, and he would go out on the balcony and address them and instruct them to hand over all their burdens to him and to believe that God could heal them. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, and he would so work with So what did it mean, hand all the burdens over to him? So, I mean, that's a kind of a, kind of a Christ-like comment, you know. Well, what um, he said was he said, you know, that uh, whatever we call illness, um, he said, is really uh, what is not from God that has settled into the body. And he said the, that we're always surrounded by the good 
forces and by the evil, and we can take in whichever of those we want that we decide. Mm-hmm. And he said mm-hmm. that man basically has mostly taken in, you know, the bad, the evil, he did say, and and yet he said the good, this divine power from God, is stronger. And so he said all you need to do is to take in that power, but it, but before that, you need to separate yourself in your mind and say, I don't want this burden anymore. I don't want this illness. He said, and uh-huh. then, so imagine just handing it over to me, and then I'll connect you to God, and, and you can allow this healing stream of energy to flow into you, and it will go, and it will clean out everything that isn't from God in you, and you'll be healthy again. Yeah. Now, it's said that his healings were medically verified. Yes. What do you mean? Could you explain yeah. on that? Yes, definitely. So let's say uh, there was one of the men who uh, came to, uh, I think he did come to this gathering in Rosenheim, uh, was a man who had uh, been diagnosed with stomach cancer. And um, he went with a group of friends and he heard Bruno speak, and and this man had not been able to eat anymore. He was skin and bones. Um, this was really a last resort. The doctors had given him up and said, there's nothing we can do for you. And so he went with friends to hear Bruno speak, and and he was healed, and he describes it, and he says, I I went home, and... It was all gone. I could eat again. I could do everything. And and by this time, when the uh, when he was interviewed, uh, probably around you know, the late 1990s, and this had happened to him in 1949, he said, uh, "Yeah, and and I've been healthy to this day." And the doctors they couldn't believe it, but it was gone. And so that's what happens: that people would uh, mm-hmm. be in contact with Bruno. They would experience healing of conditions that had been diagnosed uh, by doctors before that as incurable. And then they would go back to the doctors, and the doctors would run tests or do x-rays and and realize that inexplicably to them it was healed. Yes, so that happened, and those are documented cases of... Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Document. Okay. Were there any doctors that came to any of the lectures, the, the healing gatherings, and decided to kind of work with him directly to work with their patients? Was there any of that kind of interaction? There or was. was. It a little less yeah, formal? there was. There was a great deal of interest from um, doctors and uh you know, there's a, a big documentary movie about Bruno Gruning and uh, made by the Circle of Friends. And in it, uh, we hear about how how many, many doctors would write to Bruno. It was so touching and say, I, I have the, these patients. Um, I haven't been able to do anything to them. Would it be possible for me to bring them to you? Or would it be possible for you to come here with me, um, you know, to, to work with these patients? And he, he was able to do some medical trials. Uh, what we would call sort of medical trials now in Heidelberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a commission of doctors uh, that gathered together a certain number of patients for him to work with um, to see really in a controlled setting, you know, what he 
what he could do, and these patients did receive uh, receive healings. Interesting, interesting, and yeah. it's all documented. Now, what mm-hmm. then is the medical scientific group? Yes, the medical scientific group is a group of several thousand uh, MDs and other healing practitioners within the circle of friends who do that documentation work uh, in the present day. So let's say if, you know, when, when Eric had received his healing, um, I imagine, and maybe he can, he can tell about that, but I imagine that he had uh, lots of medical records and perhaps some diagnoses about uh, his back, and and then when he was healed, uh, if he went back to the doctor, then he would have new reports from the doctors. So so when he reported that healing and wrote it down, which is what we do in the circle of friends um, now, mm-hmm. as in Bruno's time, uh, then we submit it to a certain group within the circle of friends and the doctors look it over and they say okay what was what was going on before what was the diagnosis what tests did you have what medications did you have and and then what changed you know so after you feel you had a healing were there tests done later to show that yeah the condition had reversed had um gotten better had vanished so so they they don't just take our word for it that we got healings uh, they look at all the doctors' um, records Reports. and yeah, yeah to, to really show that this was a true healing. Yeah, yeah. so that's what this yeah. group does. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Eric, let's go yeah. back to you. And uh, what happened to you? I mean, you had chronic back pain. Why don't you tell us your story? What happened? Okay, great. Sure. Yeah, it, it, back to my college days. Uh, at Villanova, who just won the national championship, by the way. But they, uh, they, they, uh, it was uh, painful, uh, certainly, uh, after some long car rides down from Boston to Philadelphia. Suddenly, I started developing problems. And, you know, here and there, it was hard to put socks on. It, it was stiff. And then it got worse and worse over time. And then as the years went on, uh, it, it was a continuous problem. So I went to uh, chiropractic care. I tried different things. Uh, one of the chiropractic sessions started with a uh, an X-ray. So I have a couple different series of X-rays that showed the progression of of the lumbar, the lower back area problem, and they, which is probably one of the worst things you can do actually, is to really define your ailment. You know, it really sinks into your brain, and and so I'm looking at the L3 and L4, the pad between those two areas. And the the doctor's saying, wow, that's, there's really nothing left there. You know, the pad is worn. You know, you can so you, try you some therapy. You wore down the disc. The disc itself was was. And did you var- do that? There was no through? margin of error. Yeah. So I would. No margin I would, of error. Okay. Right. I mean, I would play basketball and and get out there, and then next thing you know, I'd pinch a nerve, and I'd, I'd be in a lot of pain, couldn't sleep. But the frequency of of ailments of 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 uh, nerve pinching, if you will, became more and more uh, common, and then the duration of the aftermath uh, was worse and worse. And then when I uh, had children, I, I'm a father of four, like you said, you know, just pushing them on swings or uh, carrying them around or, or you know, playing Ring Around the Rosie or anything. You know, I, I, I wouldn't take much for suddenly it, it, would, it would get uh, tweaked, and I'd be crooked and... Uh, basically, I couldn't sleep. 
uh, the, 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 you just couldn't roll over in bed. And then it, it just kept getting worse. I tried acupuncture, tried a lot of positive mental attitude booklets, you know, and that would work for a little bit. I would, uh, uh, you know, I guess, but the faith wasn't t- totally there for it. Um, the, the chiropractic care was okay, and that would give me some some relief, but never for very long. And so, in uh, the, short, the, your diagnosis. I mean, at first you made it sound like this came from your long rides from Boston down to Philadelphia. Well, that's where it started. Yeah, that's I, where I, you I don't first know began how. To yeah, probably playing basketball and baseball okay. and golf and whatever tennis and and it, it just so you were uh, you were very physically active, and basically it sounds like the diagnosis was um, deteriorated discs. Is that it? Right. Is exactly. That what the diagnosis yeah. was. Okay. Yeah, it was. And so and 22 years or so of severe back pain of that sort. And, of course, everyone knows that when those discs uh, get worn down in this way, there's direct contact. There's no – it's the loss of the cushion between the vertebrae. And that's exceedingly painful. And uh, there really – isn't uh, a cure, so to speak, or even much of a remedy for it in general. Yeah, I think surgery was my only other uh, thing, and, and the fused discs didn't seem like a, a great play. My father went through that. I think the, the worst-case yeah. scenario was for me that uh, uh, my wife went out. I think she was going to going to, uh, going to church or, uh, at one point, and, uh, and I'm home with the four kids. And at the time, the youngest was uh, under one, and then another one at three, and then five and seven. So I'm in in pain, but I'm playing with them on the ground, and I, I go to my three-year-old, and I say, why don't you walk my back, you know, and, and try that. Sometimes that feels good. She weighed all of maybe like, you know, 35 pounds or something. So, <laughs> yeah. But I, she she hit a nerve, and I, I was frozen. I'm on the ground, a baby crawling around me, and I couldn't even breathe. I, I couldn't move an inch to roll over to try to stand up. It was it was so excruciating, but I I felt completely helpless. I just I, here I am at the time. What was I? Uh, you know, probably forty, thirty-nine, forty. I'm too young for something like this to happen. I I, I, I how can this be? And I was I was in despair. I, I, at work, I would have to stand up and 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 use the computer while standing, or and and everything else was was becoming difficult, and I had no direction. So I was extremely thankful for the synchronicity. My wife, I bought her a book from Dr. Christine Northrup years before, and she was on her website and email blast. And, and one email, email blast said, "Go to the go to the uh, library in downtown Andover." It, you know, she she saw this. And says, "Why don't you go? It's about healing. You like that? You know, you're, you like meditation and healing. Why don't you try to try to see if that works?" And I went with an open mind, but more importantly, an open heart. I sat in the front row. Uh, I, I crossed my legs like I would, and, and I was until I was told that that, that disturbed the energy. And um, I sat as as they instruct with your palms up and in an upright posture, and just in an open uh, stance, both physically, mentally, and certainly emotionally. And they talked about Bruno like we've done here. And then the most important part. Uh, Susan Royce, who's our advocate from from Austria, she she said, really, give away your your ailments. You know, God does not want you to have these. 
you know, visualize, you know, be an, an enjoyable, have an enjoyable energy about you, get in the right space, but give it away. And I, at that moment, I vehemently gave it away. You know, they, they talk about thought density, and the power of my thoughts were extremely powerful because all I could think about was my children and um, how difficult it would be to try to raise them, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, crippled. And 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 that thought resonated with me so much that I truly gave it away. And 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 I sat with it. We we, we uh, talked a little more. We played some music. We were there for a couple hours. And I sat in this uh, plastic, you know, chair that you would find at most library lecture halls. I got up out of the chair after, and uh, and I I ordinarily be crooked getting up out of a chair and I stood upright and then I and I they said does, does anyone feel anything does anyone I, I was I was I didn't want to jinx it so I didn't say anything and I just put my name down and I said you know yes I'd like more information I got in my car drove home got out of the car still upright went in my old couch sat there for a while pondered this got up still upright wow how can this and no be? pain no pain no pain. That was eight years ago. And I got on the blog. I was the very first blog entry. They just started a blog. And I, I, I put down, I, yes, I just went to an introduction, and my back no longer hurts after 20 years. And I immediately got a call, you know, from, from that woman. And she said, you, sh- you, sh- you need to lead our group in Andover. We just had, we have our couple that runs it. They're, they're starting a new business. They need, we need someone else to, to run it. Huh. And I, I, I don't know anything about this. I just went to an introduction. She said, no, but you've, you've had a healing. That's the important thing. And uh, so I learned more about Bruno. But it, it was uh, it was such a, an incredible change. So now, yeah, like I said, I've coached, uh, you know, baseball and soccer and flag football and basketball. And, and uh, you know, aside from my regular work, go for jogs. And, and most importantly, we have a trampoline out back. Don't tell my insurance man. But, but I have a trampoline out back, and we'll bounce around, and uh, and <clears throat> I can do everything. And every day, I am completely grateful. There, and it's there's been no, how long now? Yeah, it's been eight years. Eight years. Eight and, years. Uh, yeah, and that no pain, pain that you knew is no longer there. Right. Every day, 20 years to nothing. And and so, again, we were talking about uh, the, the medical scientific group and, and being a logical engineer, it's, for me, it's, it's a controlled experiment, right? The doctors look at it and say, what did you take? Did it, what worked? You know, and then there's no reason. The only thing that changed was this event in the, that day. You know, it's not ironic or coincidental. It was really in that moment of giving it away, and that's the most important part. You, you know, Bruno would talk about the metaphor for, you know, you have a, a pitcher of sour milk right our, we have our burdens and we don't mention them by name typically because anytime you name a burden you you give it a little life a little energy just I have a burden i want to get rid of you give it rid of and you never say my right it's you don't want any possession of it it's that has nothing to do with you it's the evils of the world the frustration the the ego the anxiety that all kind of gets to you and, and creates these things you push it aside you empty that that pitcher out and now you scrub it clean, right? Because even a droplet of that sour milk could could now spoil what you put back in, just like a a batch of apples and one bad one, right? So you get rid of it, and now the most important part when we we'll, we'll, we can, Susan could talk more about it, but we ask for this, 
energy. You you suddenly tune into this new energy from God. God is God is the is the medium, and and this fills fills you up, and now you're you're good to go. But once you once you learn to tune into this, and that's what we call Einstein, right? That is the the German word for tuning in. It's like you're changing your channel from uh, 93.6 to 93.7. Oh, there it is. Yes, I got it, right? You, you mm-hmm. fine-tune it in a very granular way, and you feel it going in and out. Oh, I have it. And, it, and it resonates with you, and you sit with it peacefully, and, you, and you, you feel it in your fingers, in your hands. It's like an electrical current that comes through your body. And it's, once you identify it, every single time I sit down and, and do a meditation, it's very, very simple. But as soon as I sit down and I, I open my posture, I, I feel that current run through me, and I just know I have a connection. And it feels Beautiful. so wonderful to have that uh, always to lean on every day. And uh, we can so get back to what we you, do. But yeah. Let me ask you, please. Uh, after the healing, did you go back to either a medical doctor or a chiropractor for re-examination for what your now lumbar spine looks like? You, you know, it, that would be a, a great story to say, but I, I, like I said, I didn't want to jinx it so much up front, and I felt so good. I just knew for sure. I didn't want to be wasteful. I knew I was healed. And, and part of the, the, the iman, you would call it, right, faith, certitude, determination, I, I, I was – I. Sure, I purely believed that, that this was completely healed, and I felt I didn't have to. I knew what the answer was. I, for, for giggles, I, I should understand. go back That's and say, not, take an the x-ray. The reason I'm asking the question is not that at all. The reason I'm asking is because there is an interest among your group to have this as scientifically based as possible, and there is also not a distinction. There's a false distinction I'd like to put out between this idea of the power of the mind and which could involve also faith and science. And yeah. people I find are a little afraid when they're become when they've become faith based to take a look at the science behind it or even the language behind it. It's just an interesting phenomenon in itself. Now the reason I was asking is number one, I know that your organization likes the science behind it. But they also, it would have been interesting to see if part of the healing involved the regrowth, let's say, of the cushion between the discs, between the vertebrae. It may yeah, or may not. I don't know the answer to that. But yeah, I, it, and just, I, I know I know what the answer, and I and I should do that. I should absolutely go uh, and compare because I have the X-rays from uh, the. Well, it would be the early 90s, early mid-90s, and another X-ray in the sure. early 2000s, and compare it and yeah. see how, how it progressed. Absolutely. It's just interesting, and I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying for the sake of the science aspect of it, it's interesting. And the thought that you could jinx it is just a, another layer of belief system, quite honestly. If you don't oh, mind yeah. my no, saying, I, I'm, yeah, that's, I may... that's just a classic, right? <laughs> I'm a, uh, a psychotherapist and coach, so I can't heal her. I can't help myself. But, yeah. You know, that's just yeah. kind of what happens. Uh, thank you very much, Eric. I so You're appreciate welcome. it. It's, it's uh, astounding, beautiful 
story and most important, way more than the science actually, is that you are feeling better, you feel healed, you have come into a new understanding of the nature of reality, uh, and that kind of moves me to a, a beautiful quote that I have uh, referenced a number of times, which is of St. Augustine's, which is that miracles are not contrary to nature, but only contrary to what we know about nature. And I feel that that helps so much to elucidate for people the kind of the nature of a dimension of life that most people in a 3D world are not that comfortable with or familiar with or conversant with. And yet when you hear it put that way, you go, yeah, you know what? Maybe all of this is really very natural. I just don't know a whole lot about that part of nature. It sort of opens up space for people, you know. Let's let everybody yeah. know that you are listening to A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin. We're on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we welcome your comments, your feedback, your appreciation, what have you, at mjr at abetterworld.net, my email address directly, mjr at abetterworld.net. And if you do not yet receive our newsletters, we have a free newsletter that goes out every week, and uh, you can sign up for that at www.abetterworld.tv. A Better World TV. We also have a weekly uh, community television show in New York City, in Manhattan. Uh, yet it can be watched from that same website uh, throughout the country and the world. So please tune in, get the newsletter, and become part of a Better World's larger community where we talk about things of this sort, this kind of healing, this kind of self-mastery, the role of the divine in our lives, how to improve ourselves, how to fulfill human potential and touch base with spirit. It's all part of what we like to do here at A Better World to improve the world and make a better one. So I'm so glad to have you both on here today. It's just such a pleasure to have convened this roundtable on subjects that are really dear to all of our hearts. Susan, I would love to hear your uh, experience. Uh, how did you come to this in the first place, and what was it that you were suffering from, and what has happened since you met the Bruno teachings? Yes. Well, I came uh, to the Circle of Friends through my sister, uh, who lives with her family in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she had found her way to the Circle of Friends a couple of years before I did. And so she was very excited about Bruno, and she told me all about him, and she introduced me to that practice of tuning in that Eric talked about. And, and so mm -hmm. I... Um, I did that, and I and I felt this hyostrum, this healing stream flowing. But you know, it, it didn't really grab me um, until I was a couple of years later in 2012 visiting her uh, on the day when uh, her community was having one of these uh, lectures, like the one that Eric spoke about. And so I mm -hmm. attended that, and again, it was very interesting, but it didn't really grab me. But since I was visiting the whole family, the next night when they went to their regular community meeting, like the one that you described that we have locally uh, with them, 
um, I was sitting there, and the community leader at the beginning said, well, we're going to play some music now, and, um, you know, if if you have any burdens that you would like to hand over, any diagnoses that you would like to be rid of, imagine handing them over to Bruno. Well, I was sitting there, and, and I couldn't think of anything to hand over, uh, I thought, well, I'm okay. And, and I had totally forgotten at that moment about the fact that um, I had suffered from migraine headaches since the time I was about five. Now, how I forgot about that, who knows? <laughs> it, had, it had become just such so a part of my life that I accepted it. You know, I, I didn't think yeah. of it as anything I could actually get rid of. Do anything um, about it. Yeah. Right. I just... You know, it was like, well, this is just something I have to live with. And and it was something that had been very debilitating for me uh, throughout my life. Uh, How often to the extent did you have those migraine headaches? I did have them. Well, I don't know. If I didn't really keep track when I was a kid, but I would have them often enough that they would they would sort of wreak havoc in my life. I, I remember once getting one on the bus ride on the way home from school. Oh, it was horrible. I mean, because often it would involve nausea and vomiting, and I would have to lie down in a quiet place and for hours until they went away. They would never just go away. Um, and, you know, as I got into adulthood, I would have them once or twice a month, um, sometimes more. And there was never any – I mean, my mom – Dad took me to the doctor when I was little. They couldn't find any reason for them for a while. They thought maybe it was chocolate, and so they wouldn't let me eat chocolate for a while, which was almost as bad as the migraines, I thought. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) uh, you know, but but then when I got into my 30s, you know, and I would ask the doctor about this, but and finally they had some new um, medication that they could give me that I could take if – I felt one coming on. So if I felt a migraine starting, I could take this medication, and usually it would uh, get rid of it, but it wouldn't ever prevent them. And so, and and, and yet I hated taking the medication because it, it made my heart race. I just felt awful, and so I would avoid taking it, but nothing else helped. I practiced Reiki. That wouldn't help. Um, other energy healing methods, nothing would do anything. So I had just, by this point, really accepted it as part of my life. And so I didn't you know, consciously hand that over during this community hour. And yet, as the music started, um, oh, I just felt this wonderful peace and joy and feeling that I just knew. I, I saw Bruno in my mind's eye before me, and I knew that I could trust him to help me. Um, and I began crying, and I was just sobbing there in the community hour, um, a big release there. And in a little while, I noticed that my head was just throbbing. It was just like one of the migraines. And I thought, oh, no, now what? Not now. Please, I'm feeling Not so happy. Now. Not now. Yeah. But then within about 15 minutes, it just went away. That had never happened in my whole life, and um, and then no I realized n- no medication, nothing. Yeah, because I had, had stopped taking the medication because I just didn't want to take it, and mm-hmm. and so here it vanished. Um, but I I didn't realize for about eight months in, that later that I had actually received the healing 
of the migraines. And as I learned more about the teachings, I realized that what I had experienced that night was not a migraine. It was the cleansing of the migraine. Bruno talked about this um, word that in German is regelungen, the regulation pains. And he said that when the healing occurs, the burden flows out of the body through the head, hands, or feet. And often it will feel just like what you had felt before with the illness. But he said, that isn't the illness anymore. It belongs to the healing. And so I I finally understood that that's what I had felt. And and I realized, yeah, I really, I, I got the healing that night. Um, and and but you know, it didn't dawn on you for eight months thereafter. <laughs> yes, the it did not. No, no, I just you know, I I wasn't having the migraines anymore. <laughs> and then finally, you know, I said, "Wait a minute." <laughs> yeah. You know, I I really appreciate that phenomenon, and I think it's probably worth mentioning here. I know that when I started my acupuncture early 80s, uh, even though I had been a holistically oriented psychotherapist before that, and I was integrating acupuncture because there's a whole emotional aspect to understanding uh, the relationship of the organs and the meridians and the energy fields in the body, there's an emotional correlate, and I was integrating this together with uh, counseling and therapy. Uh, I was also working with people since I was a fresh, newly trained acupuncturist who had came with physical problems. And I noticed that after, like back pain, like knee pain, et cetera, uh, after I worked on them, when they came in very unhappy, by the time they came in the following, for the next visit, I said, so how was the back pain? And they'd look at me quizzically like, what back pain? <laughs> and I went, are you kidding me? You could hardly walk last week. They said, oh, that back pain. Oh, I haven't had it since. <laughs> this is a very yeah. curious phenomenon. When yes, pain isn't present, it's gone. The memory of it is gone. You have to conjure it. Like, Eric, I bet you have to conjure the memory, you know, if you want to. Oh, exactly. Yes, there was a time that I was used to be in pain chronically, but no longer. I forgot what it's like. Anyway, Susan, you're exemplifying that phenomenon. It's very interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. good. Be gone. Be gone. It's a good yes. thing. Yes. No, it is. It's, it's t- and I realized yeah. that even though I hadn't consciously handed it over, uh, in my mind, certainly I had handed it over in my heart. Um, that had been a heart wish forever to get yes. rid of that. Yeah, exactly. and That's and it was beautiful. healed. Yeah. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank for, you for sharing that. It's and since you have had no further migraines. No, I have not. I had some uh, more cleansing pains, which sometimes does happen. Um, mm-hmm. And after you know, uh, in the year after. And then, but I also knew that that was just what Bruno said, the regulungen, the, reg, the regulation pains. And, and then they were gone, and just totally gone. And what a blessing and a relief. Oh, my. Yeah. Now, does someone who wants to attend Circle of Friends meetings have to learn German? <laughs> no. We learn these three words, you know, the, the Einstein, the tuning in, the Heilstrom, the healing stream and the regulation, the the regulation okay. pain. Yeah. <laughs> Jawohl. <laughs> Sehr gut. <laughs>
check. I like Sherman. Don't get me wrong. I just wanted yeah. to know what the yeah. requirements were. Um, <laughs> you both run groups in your respective areas. Uh, Eric, are there any uh, stories of people who attend your groups that are particularly uh, striking you think our audience should oh, know yeah. about? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so the um, – the, 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 my favorite is is our matriarch so, Sophia. She's wonderful. She so her son uh, was aware of this and and said, you know, aware mom, of you should uh, the the Bruno Groning circle of friends and oh. and uh, and this. So he he had been re- researching it. He brought and, his mother. And, and, yeah, and so this background story with her is she's, years ago, years previously she had breast cancer, and um, then she was in remission and everything was fine, and then. The doctors came back and said, "I'm I'm sorry, Sophia. You, it, it's back. You know, we've we see the the, the lumps, and we're going, going to have you're going to have to come in, and we're going to, you know, uh, plan our surgery. So uh, you'll come in and do do the mammogram, and we're going to look at, at where we're going to do the removal." And she was certainly despondent. Uh, but then her son, at a wonderful time, he he said, well, "There's a there's a meeting tonight." you know, up in New Hampshire, you should go. And so that one, he took her, and he drove her there, and she sat through uh, the, the community hour, and it's she she released it. All all she, in fact, did was she said, I, I don't want it to hurt. I just don't, I don't like that whole process. And, and she's very... So she, at the community hour, that's the period in which one is invited to release burdens. Is that correct? Yes. So the, the idea is we teach people to, uh, to do the very simple uh, Einstein meditation at, at home. If you can do it twice a day, that's a wonderful thing. Very brief, and you and you do it yourself on your own. But like you go to the dentist, you you brush your teeth twice a day, but you have to go for the deep cleaning once in a while, right? You got to go to the dentist, yes. and this is through critical mass. We, we if you have two. Like any time there's more than when more than one gather, you know, I'm here, so to speak, right? You know, anytime you have mm-hmm. two or 10 or 30 or 200 people, great. You know, a lot of times we have 10 people together, and we and, and it's a, a much higher dosage. You, you really fill your tank up, and, the, and the, we meet every three weeks. So not too often, but that's the recipe. If you come together every three weeks, that's, that's how you can fill your tank with this wonderful energy. So she went to one of these community yeah. hours, released her her burden you know asked that it not hurt and and she was just you know praying for mostly she went there to pray for other people just you know and that's just her, her nature right but she you know asked for it to go away and and uh uh and then that was fine she she thanked her son for it she had an open mind and, and an open heart which is the most important and she went in the next day and the doctors were there, and they did all the things. And she said, "Great, it didn't didn't hurt. It was wonderful. It, I'm surprised. It, usually, it's it's you know not not very comfortable at all, but it, it I was fine. And but the doctors kept coming in and out, in and out, in and out. And and she's like, you know, this is odd. It's taking forever. You know, let's just get this over with. And uh, they came in, and you know, we're sorry, Mrs. Welsh. Uh, it, it's this this it, it's it's we must have misdiagnosed you because it's gone. We don't see it." <laughs> It's it, it's not there. It was there we the day before. We don't see the cancer. Is that what you're the saying? Cancer. Yeah. The 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 the, 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 the tumor was gone, uh, and and she uh, that was probably about the same time I joined a little bit before, so eight years ago. And she 
is in, well well into her 80s, and she looks younger than ever, and she's she's great. <laughs> and um, and and, and she, she had another one that she went the next session, and uh, she, but she, her son couldn't take her, so she was a little bit nervous. Uh, because we meet from 7 to 9 p.m. and She had another she what? She didn't want to drive home in the dark because she had night blindness, and she was afraid to drive by herself. Oh. At the time, maybe she was, you know, this 81, This was for a 82. subsequent meeting. Is that what yeah, the very next, very next time. And okay. she uh, she was worried about it. She went there. She had friends that said, look, don't just come. We'll, we'll, you can follow us to the on-ramp, and we'll show you where to go. And, and she was still nervous. So she at the meeting she just asked please you know take away this night blindness uh and and then she went through the, the 2 hours she followed the people home and they waved her on once they got to the exit here here's the on ramp you can go from here and get back to Andover and as soon as they turned off and she turned on the highway she says the the lights just came on <laughs> she oh. she suddenly could see completely clearly and and she drove home in pure joy, with tears. She said, rolled down her eyes. She just went, and and she hasn't had night blindness since. So it was uh, interesting, uh, you know, subsequent healing for her. So we've had a lot in our group, and you know, too many to mention. But the wonderful thing is, you see it firsthand, and uh, both with with me and other subsequent healings, and with my children. And it's uh, it's it's so I I know it's real. It's not just story that someone weaves and and people contribute it's so the 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 um, collection of these successes is very important and Sophia is actually our, our success reporter and we make sure every group has one and in every session has anyone had any healings personally or with people that we pray for we ask for may aunt betty uncle joe and you don't mention illnesses but we just ask for them that they receive the hylstrom and we visualize them as being healthy and whole. You don't picture them in bed or anything like that. No, just healthy and whole, doing, doing, doing the things they want, gardening and whatnot. And lo and behold, people that have no idea we're, we're doing this for them, you know, they they come back and they say, yeah, you know what, I'm 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 feeling much better. This is great. And and those mm-hmm. ones are, are fantastic to hear. The the distant healings we call them, not just yeah. for you right there personally. And that's a, a very sure. enjoyable part about coming together. Sure. And interestingly, it's without their knowledge. It's without even um, their conscious agreement or understanding. None of it doesn't have to do with their belief system. It's just happening. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And they they tell us to, it's often that you don't want to tell them. Because if you tell someone, oh, we're praying for you, you know, tune in at this time of day, and we're going to, you know, if they don't have the right belief patterns, they could put up these blockers that just keep you from from receiving it. You You know, it goes both ways, if I may say. It goes all ways. That's a very valid choice, and it yields these results that you know of. There are other people for whom they like knowing that there are all of these people thinking about them, attending to them, sending love to them, and it, it actually juices it up for them on another level. So oh, there's sure. no one yeah. size that fits all. That's the only point I want right. to Uncle make. Right. Uncle Joe might be, might be very open to it. And, and I, like I tell my father, you know, tune in 
at, at nine o'clock because we're we're asking for you and he loves yeah. it. And and but maybe Aunt Betty or so it is a curmudgeon and you know that That's she right. won't really receive it. So you pick and choose it based you on your pick intuition. And choose. Exactly, exactly. But it's interesting to know that I I mean a, a case a point to make to our audience is that this is not predicated on belief system. We could say no. it's not a bad idea to be open, mind, and especially, as you were saying, Eric, both of you were saying, heart. Uh, but even then, it looks like healing takes place. It's, uh, it's beautiful. Susan, when you uh, think of people in your groups that you've been leading now for some years, what's a story or two from your group that has particularly moved you. Yes, well, and there's a woman in uh, my community, and my community is just about three years old, and a woman who we had another one of these uh, lectures, like the one we're going to be having uh, this coming week. Uh, yes, in fact, let's make yeah. sure to make those announcements yeah. so people in the Boston yeah. area, Hadley, and New York can uh, can attend if they'd like. Yeah, but Yes. Yes, and so uh, we had one in October of 2014 up here in South Hadley, Mass., and one of my friends um, came to that. This was the first time she had come, and at that uh, in lecture, I stood up and I, I told about I told the story of receiving a healing of the migraines, and I had forgotten that she too had suffered from migraines for many years. Um, and and wouldn't you know it, she received the healing of the migraines at that lecture. Um, it was amazing just by listening, by, you know, yes. it, and experiencing the Heilstrom, the healing energy during the lecture, which people will do. She was healed. Um, and also, just a few months ago, uh, she she had also suffered from rheumatoid arthritis for a couple of decades, and and she had handed that over to Bruno, and, and now that is in remission also. Mm. So this is just one of the friends, two big, big healings. Um, and, yeah, because she's, she really, like, like Eric, she just handed it over and said, Bruno, I don't, I don't want this anymore. And she received those healings. And, um, yeah, so mm. that, those are, You want yeah, to share just, another one just, while we're listen. still here? Um, let me see. Yeah, actually... Trying to think. Um, there have been healings of addictions. Um, I know, in fact, that within my own family, uh, my father received a healing of alcoholism um, in a remote fashion of being uh, asked for by my sister and myself and some of the other friends um, without even knowing so that we were asked. So he himself did not attend the meetings? He did not. And yet we were asking, uh, we were handing that burden over for him to Bruno. On his behalf. Yeah, and and, and he received what, that. And how serious was his drinking problem? Um, he had, well, I'll just give you an example that in the 1970s on one New Year's Eve when I uh, was with him, I noticed him consume 19 mixed drinks. Ooh. That gives you an idea. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lifelong uh, Point, for, from my uh, life, year, alcoholic. Huh? Point yeah. of celebration. Yeah. So, and yeah. that had, he had been yeah. drinking all your life, growing up. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. And what happened yep. after you and your sister uh uh helped him release on his behalf unbeknownst to him. Yeah, so it was what interesting because he um he didn't live with us um or near us and yet we knew um he there was his corner bar where he would go every day and and we found out from the neighbor that he had start, started going less and less and from the people at the bar that he just really wouldn't drink. Maybe he'd have one beer um, instead of many. And then he sort of stopped going, which shocked us. Um, and and he, instead of uh, drinking the beer, he asked my sister to get him some Ensure, you know, that is a supplement, that mm-hmm. liquid supplement. Like a protein shake. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, and he was he was drinking those, and and my sister said to him, "Wow, Dad, you're really guzzling that insure." And he said, "Well, it's a lot better than guzzling beer, isn't it?" Um, <laughs> and then he he passed away last April, just about a year ago, and on the day when he went into the hospital, uh, the day that he actually passed away, and he was. Uh, the nurse is doing intake and asking him questions, and she said to him, are you a drinker? And he said very emphatically, no. And and we felt that that was just the yeah. most beautiful message to us to confirm oh that, that healing. Had yeah, you ever, so grateful. Absolutely. Had you ever told him what it is the two of you did? We had, and he had been open he had been open, um, but he didn't really want to learn more. But he was supportive of us being engaged in it because he could he could see that we had received healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. He so so he was open in some way to receiving it yes. himself. Are there people in either of your groups, or that you have known through the larger community of the circle of friends, who? have been attending for some time, do what they can to release the burdens, but indeed, for whatever reason, their burden persists. Oh, yes, yes. And and Bruno did say, he said, there's nothing that is incurable, um, but some people are incurable. Uh, and and like Eric was talking about, having an open heart, and we really do need to totally hand over the burden and not want it anymore. Um, and so sometimes there, although you know Bruno said that as soon as we do hand over a burden, we are healed spiritually. So we're always healed on the spiritual level, and then the body has to come into line. And so gotcha. I mean, I personally. Yeah, believe that. Yeah, that we are healed, and so that it's just the physical cleansing of the body that persists um, after we hand it over, and that can take a long time. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's spontaneous, as Eric um, experienced, and for some people, that cleansing process in the body then can go on for a long time. Yep. Now, during Bruno's life, were there these circles of friends? existing then or is this something that convened after his passing there were and it was called the circle of friends and there were groups communities who would get together um 
periodically the way we do now. We meet every three weeks. And, yeah, they would get together and they would uh, do this Einstellen, this tuning in together and listen to reports from other friends of healings. And then Bruno would go around to these various groups and visit them. So, yes, so it was that model which he set up during his lifetime and which was continued after his uh, passing by Greta Heusler, who was one of his closest helpers, and she continued that work. And that's what is now being expressed through the current global community at that. Eric, please. Well, I was just saying it's important to to see the psychology, how uh, people thought, these healings were becoming, they kind of came from Bruno, and he always said, no, they, they come from God, and you know, I'm just an uh, intermediary. And so to prove that, there was, towards the end, you know, the German government wasn't so sure about this. They're getting too many people, and other powers that be were asking him, look, you can't do these group healings anymore. We don't have enough, you know, porta potties, so to speak, or, or you're, you're <laughs> healing too many people, and you're getting in our business, you know, whatever the issue was. So they, yeah. this one town, he, was, he had a lecture hall with 100 people waiting to hear him speak and uh, wait for healings. He, he, they said, look, you can't do it. And so Mrs. Hoistler, who was healed of three interesting uh, things and really believed in this and, and knew it was real, she would go with him, and he said, look, you have to do it for me. So he gave, a, gave her a picture of himself, and, and so she put the picture on the wall, she didn't know what to do, so she just talked about her healing, and that's all it took. The of the hundred people, there are cases of you know this one woman was a great story. She's you know had very um, uh, infl- inflamed ankles, you know, so you know she had a lot of fluid, and you know it just she had a lot of burdens, but that was one thing. And she was there with her sister and listening to Mrs. Hoistler, and she poked her uh, her, her sister and said, "Tie my shoes." for me they're loose tie my shoes no they're tied they're fine and but what happened was they just went away the inflammation during that hour went away mm. <laughs> and mrs hoistler laughed mm-hmm. she's like i was looking for a puddle or something i i, I just because she saw, <laughs> saw her walk in and she was yeah. beside herself so they they realized that bruno doesn't have to be there in person for this to happen and then after he passed away after he went home to, back home to god uh you know people were worried oh what are we going to do you know this it, it was all revolved around him and then Mrs. Hoistler, she was, she had a, a, a three children at the time and and, uh, and their babies, and she had a woman helping her with the housework, and um, and this woman was blind in one eye, you know. And time went by, and she didn't, you know, she just didn't talk about it, I guess, to her. But the, the woman, while she was cleaning up, she knocked over a picture of Bruno, and it broke, and she picked it up. And she said, "Oh, sorry, you know, who is this?" And then she told her about it, and she said, "Hmm, okay." <laughs> She, and she felt the, the Heilstrom at that moment. She said, I feel a weird current. And she's like, yeah, that's the Heilstrom. You know, okay, see you later. She went home, comes back three days later, and she, she said, Mrs. Hoistler, I, I can see. I had, I had a little pus in my eye. I wiped it away, and now I can see. And she, she, she knew her for, you know, 14 years, blind in that eye. And now, now she could see, and it was something as simple as that. So then, like, wow, he, it, it's it's true. He said that after he was gone, the healings would still go, and and then she really put it into the next gear and created the circle of friends as we know it today, and created all these these groups. And it's been a tremendous work. So her son now leads the uh, circle of friends, and uh, and and does most of the talks when we come to New York for a conference. And it's it's a wonderful organization that is. All, you know, no uh, so fees he's based or in membership. New York, then? He he is Austrian, 
and he will come to our conference. He, they go to Africa, they go to Latin America, right. they travel all over. But they do it mm-hmm. all just on volunteer, volunteer money. There's no, there's no one gets paid for it. There's no uh, membership fees. They have beautiful music. The they whole make. organization is simply volunteer and operates on donation. Is that correct? Completely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And it's an international organization. Obviously, Europe and the United States, but even beyond. It sounds like Africa and Latin America, Asia as well. Yes, and one of the most wonderful things for me was uh, you could get on these internet groups with the, the leaders of each group from around the world, and you go online, and there's a little picture of each person, and you can scroll down and oh down and down, my. and you see hundreds and hundreds Great. of faces from Africa, from from China, from Japan, from from Germany, from from uh, Chile, and and it, we all tune in together. And we talk about how to you know make a, an interesting uh, a session and and what we see. And it's organizational, but also just spiritual. And it's beautiful. And I remember the one day it happened. My my father-in-law uh, went, went back home to God. He passed away uh, in his sleep, and and my wife was going down, uh, and I. I uh, went later with my children, but I, I had, the timing of it was during one of these meetings. So I sat down and I just asked, you know, please ask for my my father-in-law who just passed away because healings come to those living and, and those in transition, and uh, it was so powerful. Uh, I, I had tears in my eyes. And I went over to my daughter. I forget how old she was at the time, maybe five or six, and I told her, "Feel my hands, feel my hands," and she pulled back. It was it was a reaction like she was just shocked by electricity, you know, and uh, yes. and I knew it wasn't my imagination. It, it was a powerful vibration that she could even sense, and it was just yes. a wonderful feeling. But when you're there with all these people from around the world, Bruno said we will, you know, hold this world together, and so they made a strong effort to bring this to the United States, which they did maybe Susan what uh, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years ago. Not yeah, very, not very long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's going strong today. They, they they translate all these success reports into as many languages as they can. They're always looking for translators. I don't know, we're over 40 languages now, probably more. We're in 70 different countries uh, at least. And, you know, maybe there's 70, 80, 90, 100,000 people. I'm not sure what the number is, but there's oh, lots of people that, that are. Yeah, it's uh, about 85,000 now. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Susan, what, maybe you can add on to that. You're you're better at this than me. <laughs> no, I think yes, about eighty-five thousand people. I think one hundred and twenty countries. Oh my, this is really something. yeah. And so you are. Let's get into this for a moment. You are mm-hmm. offering some specific uh, lectures and community gatherings in a few different places. Mm-hmm. Would you tell us about those, Susan, so people yes, yes, starting in next that area Wednesday. where they can refer others to it as well? Yes, yeah. indeed. So on Wednesday, April 13th, a week from tonight, uh, in South Hadley, Mass., we're having uh, a lecture by uh, Dr. Fogelsberger, uh, one of the German doctors who is in this uh, medical scientific group at Mount Holyoke College, uh, and... Uh, 
at Cleveland Hall, room L1 in South Hadley, Mass. And the next night in Boston, uh, April 14th, also at 7 p.m., in the Boston Center for Adult Education Ballroom at 122 Arlington Street in Boston. And for both of those, for more info, you can call 413-531-6677. And then on Monday, April 18th, Yes, 413-531-6677, or you can email bruno.gruning, that's G-R-O-E-N-I-N-G, dot boston at gmail.com. And he will answer you, folks. He will respond. <laughs> That's right, with, through his human helpers. Yeah. Um, and then on Monday, April 18th, we're having another lecture in New York City from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at the SUNY College of Optometry, the Schwartz Theater, at 33 West 42nd Street. And uh, RSVP is required there, and you can call 212 212- Seven one four five three seven nine. Again, that's two one two seven one four five three seven nine, or email Bruno Gruning NY at gmail dot com. Beautiful. And the lectures Beautiful. are free of charge. We'll accept. We'll be happily accept donations and donations uh, totally open to the okay. public. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And you have a website as well. Yes, there is. Uh, you can go to www.bruno-bruning.org slash English. Excellent. Excellent. And there's also a Facebook page, Bruno Gruning Circle of Friends. That's wonderful. Give the, give yeah. the website one more time. It's good for people to yes. do it twice. Yes, so www.bruno, B-R-U-N-O, dash, gruning, G-R-O-E-N-I-N-G, dot org, slash English. Wonderful. This is, and uh, you also mentioned, uh, Eric, you mentioned that there are international online meetings. Just tell us a little bit about that. Well, the those the internal groups. What what we do also is for people that don't have a community that's driving distance from them, we have remote groups and they'll get together and they can go online and do a community hour from their computer and they have healings and they feel the energy uh, from that point too. So that's how we do it. Usually what happens is people can go online or they'll have a, a leaflet that they stumbled upon perhaps but it gets to uh, you. You can get a hold of uh, one of us, uh, 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 Susan or myself, or one of the leaders could be in Florida, Baltimore, wherever they are, and and they will get an introduction. People just get a little a taste of what this is. Here's how you open your posture up, and this is how to uh, how, how to handle a community hour. And then we give we love love to do those. We go out and talk to people. And, and briefly give them an introduction and, and then invite them to the scheduled meetings. And that's typically how it, how it grows. We, you know, go uh, with baby steps and, and 
and it, and the website is really the best medium, you know, to to get that information be linked to to one of us, the uh, leaders in the in the, your area. And the and the people, anyone who comes to any of these lectures will be set up with um, the local communities. So this is a great way um, to find out about those local communities and to get the schedules for those. And um, so the, these lectures are a way to be introduced to those teachings. So if you can come to those, come to those. And otherwise, yeah, the, the website is great. Mm-hmm. Well, this is beautiful, beautiful work. And I am so happy to have had you both on and Bruno, I believe, for <laughs> tonight's roundtable uh, to help educate and empower people around the world. We have listeners everywhere. And to let them know that they can become part of this community, and it's free of charge. Of course, donations accepted, warmly accepted. It keeps it going, and uh, it's a natural wish to help empower a group of this sort that is helping to empower people across the planet and deal with uh, matters of mind, heart, and body. That's what I hear. Uh, Eric, you made reference to Sophia, who is in her 80s, I gather, who yes. looks like uh, you know a youthful being. And that's, I would just say, uh, a feature of people being aligned with divine intelligence, with life force, with divine flow, whatever words people choose to use. And the words change per culture and per region, and it's all fine, uh, as long as we understand that there is this kind of electrical quality to our biology and to our higher intelligence. It's, we are multidimensional, and I believe that Bruno has come here to do an extraordinary work and to exemplify what our relationship can be to that divine intelligence. And as you both were saying in your own ways, we all embody it. It's not like this one has it and one does not. It's a question of our relationship to that subtle, quiet intelligence streaming through us and when we're in touch I hear you both saying and as I know from my own work in healing and uh, doing what I do that we can let go of what it is that is burdening us a beautiful way to put it and allow this greater stream to fill us it's, it's a beautiful image and a beautiful metaphor and I thank you both and all of those involved in the continued work and promotion of this Circle of Friends community. You're doing a great service to humankind. So thanks for being on the show, Susan Downing and Eric Iyer. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. Can yeah. I just say that also when people come to these lectures, they will have a chance to take in this Heilstrom, and they'll hear Dr. Vogelsberger talk about some of these verified cases, um, healings, current day, and they'll also hear people who have had healings talk about those. So we yes. really welcome yes. anyone who'd like to join us, and we thank you thank so much you. for having us on tonight. Thank you, man. It's my pleasure. You're so both welcome, and uh, thanks for sharing with us. And I yes, will speak all to the you best. Both soon. 
All right. Okay. Thanks so much. Good night. Good night. Wow. You heard it, folks. You heard it directly from two people who are involved and why they have become as involved as they have is because of their own direct experience of healing that was not happening in any other way in their lives through even the powers of modern medicine or even the power in this case of with Eric of acupuncture or in the case of Susan Reiki. These are wonderful techniques, by the way. I'm an acupuncturist, and I've also studied Reiki. So, uh, you know, many people are aware of the array of different healing modalities, some ancient, some more modern, uh, and they all serve really high purposes. And at the same time, there are cases when they do not apply in a so this also, the work of Bruno Gruning, has served so many people. And as both said, there are people who go to the groups and do not experience the full out healing as such. However, there are probably, I heard them basically say, degrees of the healing, of the release, of the burdens. And sometimes it happens piecemeal. In others, it's bang. You know, we all want to have what they were having. I know. Uh, but uh, whatever it is, there's an intention, an intent behind the work of all of us showing up in our lives, with each other, in a group, and making a commitment to release that which is burdening us. So the languaging of this is so beautiful. Whether there are uh, prayer circles, different healing circles, using photographs, using images in the mind, using a name. I use different types of actually computer technologies to accomplish some of the same exact things as we're talking about here. There are so many different ways of shifting consciousness because so much of what we're really talking about comes back to that. It's a shift in focus, it's a shift in attention, a shift in belief system oftentimes that allows magic to happen through the cracks, through the crevices, and uh, it's just the magic of life. And as I quoted uh, St. Augustine earlier, it's so much that I feel, uh, that miracles are not contrary to nature, but rather only contrary to what we know about nature. So this gives us a, a grander picture of the magnificence and and omnipresence involved, omnitelligence in nature. And it's so much more than what we may consciously realize in our own minds. So uh, with that kind of oh, thank you all for listening and tuning in today and being part of a better world. Remember that we too are a 501c3. We live and thrive on your kind donations, contributions, and I would
would like to call it investment in a better world, in a better world for all of us. So uh, thank you for that. And make sure you get on our mailing list at www.abetterworld.tv, abetterworld.tv. And remember to contact me with your thoughts, your comments, and love letters of appreciation as well at mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net. And I look forward to seeing you next week. And thanks again to my guests tonight, Susan Downing and Eric Geyer, for all of their contributions and the larger community of the Circle of Friends. Good night now.